Hey there, you're listening to the Choosing to Heal podcast, where we ditch the small talk for real deep conversations about all that life has to offer. I'm your host, Monica Lee, and my goal is to share insights and tangible tips to help you maximize your potential and live a life full of intention and purpose. From mental, emotional, and physical wellness to relationships, faith, and business, the goal is always the same. We're choosing to heal, grow, and thrive each day. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's chat. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Choosing to Heal podcast. Y'all have no idea how surreal and full circle it is to be sitting here with you today. This podcast is a result of going on my own healing journey. And you know, one of the stages of healing, I believe, is making meaning out of what happened to you. And I think it's important to turn that pain into purpose. And in my case, I want to share openly in hopes of being the inspiration and encouragement that I wish that I had during these dark seasons of life. And there were two big things, main life events that I believe really shaped me into who I am today and put me on that path and trajectory of learning all of the hard life lessons that need to be learned to grow and develop character. Although they were really hard to go through at the time and I never would have wished it upon myself today, I can say that I am very grateful that they did happen. And that's why I say it's such a full circle journey to be talking about it and being able to actually say that (laughs) because, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it definitely does not feel that way. So today I'm going to be sharing one of two personal stories with you that ultimately led me to creating this podcast that taught me the biggest life lessons today. That is going to be the story of going from burnout (laughs) and being a total people pleaser, saying yes to everything, not knowing how to say no to learning boundaries and how hard it was to get to that place. You know, there's so many of us that identify with being a people pleaser and wanting to do everything for everyone. We wish there was this magic switch (laughs) that would just make it easy to have boundaries in our life. And for me, it wasn't an easy path, but I can sit here today and say that I have learned a lot along the way. And hopefully by listening to my story, something may resonate with you. And I hope to share the insights that I learned from that journey myself. And also make sure to tune in to episode number two. And that's when I'm going to be diving into my story of healing from betrayal, which as you can imagine, taught me its own set of life lessons and wisdom. Okay, so let's jump right in, shall we? I'm going to set the scene for you. This started when I was 36 weeks pregnant. So my son is now almost seven. So gosh, this was eight years ago. I was 36 weeks pregnant with my first child. And I thought, what the heck? This is a perfect time to start a new business, right? So at the time I had an online Etsy shop and it was so fun for me. It was a creative outlet. It was really my first dabble and experience into online sales. And what happened was a friend of mine came to me. I was doing graphic design and some other stuff. And she asked me to design a business card for her new business. And I never heard of it. So I kind of looked it up. And the more research I did about what she was doing, I was like, I think I can do that too. I think that I could do it better. I think that I can put my own spin on it. And so, yeah, I kind of just on a whim 
and, and again, as you get to know me, you'll know I'm a very impulsive type person. I decided that day, I think I'm going to spend six, $7,000 and I'm going to do this. So I decided to start this new thing at 36 weeks pregnant. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the nesting phase of like getting that spark of, I can just cram so much in, you know, even though I'm about to go into labor, I digress. As I started to begin the process of learning all the things, I decided to start documenting and sharing my experience on YouTube. Couldn't tell you why, maybe just for fun. Like I did a lot of things like I'm just going to do it just because. And as a fluke or to my complete surprise, those videos started to gain traction. God knows why I was not a professional YouTuber. I had no experience doing it. But all of a sudden I was thrust into this limelight into the world of LuLaRoe, which was what it was. It was new at the time. And I think a lot of people were going on YouTube and trying to find out more information about what it is, should they do it. And because I was sharing about like everything I was doing to prepare, what I was learning, the pros and cons of doing it, what business supplies you need, the video started gaining traction, like I said. So without a clue what I was doing with no experience, all of a sudden, people started reaching out to me and asking questions and wanting to join with me as their sponsor, asking for advice, because I think I was one of the few people out there at the time who people felt like there were so few people to reach out to, to ask questions to that those questions started being directed towards me as an available, because I put myself out there essentially. This is when I started my first kind of real life bout of people pleasing. It was my first time experiencing like full scale people pleasing. Although I had no idea what it was called then, I didn't really have that like as a term on my radar because I don't know that I was ever in quite a position to even become aware of what that was. All I knew was that if I didn't respond to every single message and email immediately, I would be riddled with guilt and anxiety. And again, having not experienced anything like this, I was just, I was 26 years old. And, and the only thing that I had experience with was getting the occasional text message from one or two friends, right? I, I'd never had a full inbox from strangers before. So all of a sudden I felt responsible for everyone else. I was at the mercy of whoever wanted to reach out to me. I did not feel in control of any of that. So if someone decided I'm going to reach out to Monica, it didn't matter if it was one person or 500 people, I felt obligated to say yes to whoever wanted to put themselves on my schedule or add that to my plate, essentially. Boundaries were a complete foreign concept. I was willing to sacrifice myself to the ends of the earth at any cost, all in the name of not letting other people down. Like it, it, it felt like I would disappoint someone. The thought of this number 499 stranger on the internet who lives in God knows where, I did not want to disappoint them and I had no idea who they were. <laughs> so as you can imagine, as a brand new mom, this was an absolute recipe for disaster. This is kind of funny, not funny. Uh, I brought my laptop with me into the delivery room. And once my epidural kicked in, I started answering those emails. <laughs> then I brought my son home from the hospital and I was pumping at two in the morning on my phone, answering emails. Any available waking moment I had, I spent trying to serve and add value to other people. 
What I didn't realize that contributed a lot to this people pleasing was every email that I got or I responded to, I felt like I was like helping. And a lot of the people that I speak to who identify as people pleasers, it boils down to that a lot of the time, which is, well, I want to help people. Like, you know, and if we didn't get something out of that, then all it would feel like is, is this energy drain. But in order to sacrifice ourselves to that extent, there's got to be some sort of unconscious positive reward. And for me, again, I would, wouldn't have been able to put words to it at the time because I was unaware I was doing it. But by answering all of those 500 emails at two in the morning and by, you know, being on my laptop in the delivery room, I was gaining something from that. I was gaining validation and worth and affirmation from people who said, wow, oh, I'm so, so glad you were able to respond to me. Thank you so much. That's so helpful. The fact that you even took the time to respond to me, that was filling my cup up so much. Unfortunately, the cost of doing this led me to miss out on so much in my son's first year of life, which to this day is one of my biggest regrets as a mother. It's definitely very sad. I had to grieve this once I became aware of what this season of life was all about. Um, when it finally hit me or when I developed that self-awareness, I really grieved how much emphasis I was placing on things other than the things that really mattered, you know, which was being a mom. Fortunately, though, that season taught me so much. And without having walked through it, I wouldn't have the wisdom that I do now. I wouldn't be on this podcast sharing this with you. It's why I'm so passionate about boundaries and working from a place of grace over grind, because I know what it's like to not have any. So as the saying goes, without the dark, we wouldn't be able to appreciate the light. And that's so true. So I continued to burn my candle at both ends. And we all know how this ends, right? Nothing like this is ever sustainable. It always comes crashing down. And I finally hit that point and I, I broke down. I, I, I did. And I returned to YouTube with a very different video than the ones I had been putting out, which um, were, you know, kind of sharing tips and stuff. And this was the first time that I was openly vulnerable. And the name of that video was called I'm a workaholic burnt out and scared to fail. I was completely honest and transparent. And at that time, I was starting to gain influence in the world of LuLaRoe. And I was starting to get my first taste of success and money and all of those things. And here I was, you know, like, oh my gosh, my life feels like chaos, you know, and gosh, how true is this? How many successful quote unquote people do we follow? And then, you know, years later, or at some point in their career, they come out and they're taking a year long break. They have to completely step back or they have a mental breakdown or they're checking into rehab or they're going, you know, it all comes crashing down. And it just goes to show that this chase of success external validation and all of these things that we think are going to make us happy, they don't. Anyway, the most beautiful thing started to happen after I shared that video. I got pretty emotional. I shed a few tears, <laughs> but the most beautiful thing started to happen. And the more real and vulnerable I was, the more connection and influence I started to make with 
people on the internet. And it was this pivotal moment that I realized I didn't need to be perfect or show off or prove how good I was, how much I was selling or what rank I was. That didn't matter. As long as I was honest and vulnerable and real, that was what it was all about. People just wanted someone to relate to. So they felt like they weren't alone. And to this day, I stand by that as one of the most beautiful things I learned from having the courage to share that video. I can't tell you how many times I almost didn't publish it because it was so embarrassing, you know, crying on the internet and all that. But now I consider it to be one of my strengths. And one of the things I appreciate in others so much is the willingness to be vulnerable in a world that puts success and performance and perfection on a pedestal. Vulnerability is the greatest form of courage. And from that point on, I made it my mission to, yes, share business tips, like I set out to in the beginning, but with an emphasis on maintaining work-life balance, setting healthy boundaries, and prioritizing what truly matters. And that is what I continue to do to this day. And gosh, I remember getting messages or comments that were like, oh, thank you so much, Monica. You helped me with my business. Because of you, I earned such and such rank. None of those comments hold a candle to the messages I receive that are, Monica, you have no idea how much you sharing about your struggles changed my life. Because of you, I know how to say no. Because of you, I was able to you know, learn how to gain my worth and identity in other places. Because of you, I shared my story openly. Because of you, I found my faith again. Because of you, I started going back to therapy. That is how I want to be of influence. And yes, do we need to make money and learn how to sell and, and the things that we need to run a business to make, you know, our life go around? Yes, of course, those things are important too. And that's all woven into it. But I like to think that it's my goal to make that the lesser priority and to be a voice that helps business owners because I still am one, right? I'm still on the internet and I'm still making a career out of showing up online and all of those things. But I want there to be other people out there who are doing what I am doing with an emphasis on what truly matters, putting family first and hopes of empowering you to say no, to not have to burn your candle at both ends and hit that rock bottom in order to learn these lessons. One of my favorite quotes is, you can do anything, but not everything. And it's so funny to think that there was a time I didn't believe that. I truly thought I could do everything. That's why, you know, we talk about superwoman complex there are so many women, mothers especially, who haven't realized this simple truth that they were not made to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. They were not made to be responsible for everyone, especially in an industry like direct sales or network marketing where people maybe look to you or you may have like a larger circle of influence or people that you're connected to, it is very, very easy to slip into this role of feeling 
Like you were responsible for other people's success or failure. Or if I don't do this and they fail, then it's on me because I could have prevented that. I could have done more. I could have done more. I could have done more. That is what the voice of people pleasing wants you to believe. If only you do more, you can be in control of the outcome. You can prevent or make something happen. You can prevent something bad from happening and you can make something good happen. The truth is you can try to do that. I don't want to say you can do that because you can try. There is no guarantee that you can prevent a negative outcome or create a positive one. You can try all you want and spin your wheels and spend a lot of energy in the process and it will come at a price. What are you willing to sacrifice all in the name of having that control? That's a really hard question and you know the answer to it. And maybe some of you, you haven't stopped to consider that. Maybe this would be a great opportunity to do a journal exercise and ask yourself, what am I trying to prevent? What negative outcome am I trying to prevent by being superwoman? And what am I trying to make happen? What is my fear? If I don't do X, Y, Z, say yes to everyone, do all the things, what am I afraid is going to happen? So you can spend your life and your energy trying to do that. Or the alternative is acceptance and accepting, you know what? I am not in control of everything. And because I know that the outcome is not guaranteed, I am going to do all that I can within these healthy parameters I have set for myself. And I am going to have peace with that and let everything else go. A lot of the times when I talk to women who are still struggling with people pleasing, which by the way, I'm still a people pleaser in recovery. It's not like I've learned this art and I just never don't even bat my eyes anymore. I still struggle with having to say no. The difference is learning the skills to manage when that trigger, that urge to people please and control and be super women comes up. So it is accepting what you can control and letting go of what you can't. And that fear usually is, well, if I let go and I say no to this thing, then they are going to hate me. They're going to be disappointed in me. Something along those lines with if it's saying no to someone as an example. And the reality of that, what we have to do is explore and dig deep beneath that fear. Do you know for sure that that person is going to hate you or be disappointed in you or view you negatively? No, you do not. And B, is it your responsibility to manipulate someone else's perception of you? Because ultimately that is what we're trying to do is we cannot tolerate the idea of someone else viewing us through this negative filter. I can't tolerate the discomfort of thinking that someone is disappointed in me or that I let someone down. And because we haven't mastered the art of managing that internal struggle, what we do is we externalize it. We then try to manipulate our actions and say, by saying yes and overextending ourselves, in order to avoid having to feel that pain, but in an external way. Because if we then say, yes, we think you're not going to let them down. You're, they're going to see you positively. But what we need to learn is the skill of saying, okay, I'm going to set this boundary with myself and say no and learn how to rewire my thinking 
That's why they say capturing thoughts. Gosh, our mind creates so many lies every single day. Just like, what is it? Like the brain thinks like millions of thoughts every day. And, and what's happening is we're letting those thoughts run the show. And what we need to do is be in control of our thoughts. We can't control everyone else. We can't control the outcome, but we can control how we choose to view ourselves and how we manage these fears and these urges as they come up. So if any of this resonated with you, I want you to know you are not alone. This is such a common struggle, people pleasing, learning how to say no, burning out, being superwoman, all of it. I want to encourage you though, that you can change. You can become a better version. It's not your identity. You're not, oh, I'm just someone, you know, that's just me. I don't know how to say no. That is what choosing to heal is. It, you are choosing to commit to learning the process and the skills to be better. That is what choosing to heal means. And if you're here listening to this podcast, you are someone who is making the choice to heal. And that makes you one of the bravest people I know. Thank you so much to listening to this first episode of the Choosing to Heal podcast. I cannot thank you enough for all of your support. If you were listening to this episode and you thought, okay, yes, that is me. I'm Superwoman. Monica, tell me what I need to do. I want to choose to heal. I want to change. Do not worry. There will be many more episodes devoted to the topic of boundaries and people pleasing and saying no and all of those things. So you are in the right place. In fact, on my very first guest interview, I have a very, very insightful and deep conversation with my friend Amy on people pleasing and how to let go of what people think and really diving into the core wounds and where all of that stems from the root of people pleasing. So that will be a great one to give a listen to and just keep an eye out for future episodes. Even if you're just getting ready in the morning, driving in the car, my hope is by listening to each of these episodes that it will just add a little bit of value and help you become a better version of yourself each day. So you realize that it's time to start implementing some boundaries in your life, but is the thought of actually saying no to someone giving you hives? If so, I totally get it because I have been there myself. And when I first started implementing boundaries, I found that finding the actual words to say to be the biggest challenge in saying no. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who have no problem saying no, and they have learned the art of not caring what people think. But if you're anything like me and you are a struggling people pleaser, you're probably concerned about hurting their feelings. You don't want them to hate you. So you're thinking about how can I say no in the most graceful way. Now, if you took anything away from this episode, I hope that you know that it's not possible to please everyone. You will disappoint people because you know that there is no way to control how people see you, period. Even if you try your absolute hardest with no regard to having any personal boundaries, you will still fail. That's a hard pill to swallow, but I really need you to grasp this. You can either disappoint people in pursuit of making everyone else happy, or you can choose to disappoint people while communicating your boundaries, protecting your most precious resource, time, so that you can live an intentional life that you love. Here's the good news. 
Communicating your boundaries doesn't mean you have to be mean, insensitive, or cruel. You can still do it in a way that inspires others to respect you even more. Have you ever met someone who politely declined your offer and did so in a way that made you think, wow, she seems like she really knows what's important to her. I respect her for that. Well, guess what? You can be like that too. That's why I created a free resource to help you say no and have a conversation in a direct yet graceful way. I've taken the hard part about figuring out what to say so you can just plug and play your specifics in different scenarios. So whether it is with a friend, a family member, a work situation, you can take any of these scripts and apply it to your circumstance so you can start setting boundaries today and taking the hard work about figuring out what to say off of your plate. The link to this free resource will be in the show notes and the description of this episode. Hey again, thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end, which makes you one of my favorite people. If you can think of anyone who would benefit from listening to this episode, it would mean the world if you'd either send it to them directly or share about it on social media. Ratings and reviews are the absolute best way you can support the podcast and keep the content coming. So make sure to subscribe and leave some love while you're at it. You can find me on all of the social platforms at Monica Lee blog and follow the podcast at choosing to heal. Thanks again. And I'll see you next time.